Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 47. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. And this is Eric Fisher. There he is. I totally <laughs> messed everything up today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Social Media Serenity. Anyway, folks, we are playing and featuring some new music here for just this episode only. It is by a band called Eight Feet. And the song there is Walk on Water. You can get that song, by the way, from my good friend over at Help I Got a Mac, Chris Biting. He uh, goes by uh, at Biting on Twitter. Anyway, he plays the drums for that band or used to play the drums for that band a long time ago. And for some reason, although I knew he had an album, I didn't think to, to even ask him if we could play some of the music on our podcast. So go check it out. Uh, you can find his album online over at uh, gspn.tv slash Chris on iTunes, all one word, gspn.tv slash Chris on iTunes. Anyway, so anyway, Eric, welcome back again. Uh, sorry about the complete throw off on the beginning of today's show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a second. Oh, my name, right. My name. Uh, what's this music again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are creatures of habit, obviously. And so that was a totally failed, miserable attempt to, to restart the show with something different. But anyway, let's talk about social media, social networking. Last week, we were talking about our love for Osphora. Yes. On the iPad. Yes. And I still do. Good. So do I. I always will. The only thing I don't like is that I am not using yet until I hear from you today, uh, and we'll see if that's still the case. I am not using Osphora on the iPhone. On the iPhone, I'm still using the official Twitter client, and I will go in and I will read my direct messages and at replies in Osphora on the iPad, the Osphora HD. And then I go over to my Twitter account and my Twitter or my Twitter for the iPhone has my direct messages and things in there. Things I've already deleted. Stuff you've already done. Stuff yeah. I've already taken care of. And um, so so I'm not too happy about that. And I'm not sure that getting Osphora for the iPhone is going to change that. So tell us, last week, you bit the bullet. You took this the risk, the sacrifice for us all. And you went out and purchased Osphora for the iPhone. What did you find yes. out? All right. Well, it, it functions very much like Osphora for the uh, or Osphora HD, I should say, because Osphora for iPhone is actually called Osphora for Twitter, which doesn't really make sense for me. But um, it is very much exactly the same as we would expect to have in the same client. I mean, it obviously a smaller screen, so things function a little bit differently. You've got a little bit more of the having to you know, drill up or down a little bit in the uh, the app itself. But I've got to say, it's almost identical to Twitter for iPhone, formerly known as Tweety. 
Oh, okay. So it's almost identical. Is there any reason why somebody might go to Osphora for Twitter or for the iPhone versus getting the free uh, actual client from Twitter? Um, well, if they purchased it already, like me, because I'm going to stick with Osphora. Um, I've I've purchased it, and but even if I even if this one was free, I have to say even if they were both free, I would probably still go with this one. I would probably use Osphora because I like the user interface a little bit better. It's more pleasing to the eye than the Twitter for iPhone is. Um, there's a couple different tweaks you can do. I can actually jump out onto the public timeline for Twitter if I want to with this. Um, I think it manages lists a little bit easier. It's a little quicker to get to. Um, some of the things you can do when you compose a message are in there. It, it actually has the indicators right there in the tweet timeline that it's part of a conversation, and you can do the exact same opening up and seeing the exact same threaded conversation like you can do in the HD version for the iPad. So it's got just those minor additions to it that make me say, yeah, I'll use it. But the major hangup for me, well, it'll be a major hangup for you, is that it's the same deal with the direct messages. At some point here, Twitter itself probably needs to allow for um, – direct messages to be dealt with one place and then have that follow suit everywhere else you access your direct messages. Because at this point in time, even Osphora to Osphora from iPad to iPhone, there's still no syncing. Right. And, and, and they could solve this. And, and actually Twitter, I don't think has to actually change anything. I think yeah. that Osphora needs to change it to where basically instead of caching those direct messages, they just need to keep those live and refreshed. Right. And so, I even wrote to us for itself through Twitter and we'll probably do it again. Um, just saying, Hey, can you make it so that your direct messages between the iPhone and the iPad sync? Because if so, you will have my full support. Yeah. It, I mean, I can understand. I mean, obviously there, there would be a lot of stuff to go through for them to create a syncing utility between the two of them. They'd have to create a, you know, an online version of their thing and, and have a lot of syncing back and forth just so that we can keep our, our messages that we've already read on one device as right. marked as read on the other. Uh, and, and so obviously we're not going to be deleting uh, at replies. So that's that's not as big a deal. But as far as these direct messages, I've deleted them on one device, but they're still cached on another device. It's like, you know, give us a refresh button, you know, at the top. And basically, and I'm sure, I'm almost positive that there's a way to actually go in and tell it to erase all stored data. But I want just a quick little button at the top that I can click that's going to, you know, refresh and and clear right. out cached information. Yeah, and and actually that would be really easy for them to, to implement. I, I hope they do it. Yeah, very easy to implement. So so th- so my official review, honestly, it's if you're gonna if you're against paying for Twitter clients, then you're gonna go with Twitter for iPhone like most people have now that it's free. But remember that used to be Tweety and it used to be two ninety nine, and so if they, if that was still the case, I would go for Osphora. Nice. And and let me ask you, um, how much is Osphora for the iPhone? It's two ninety nine. All right. I mean, that, I mean, I'm not opposed to paying for an application for Twitter. 
as long as it offers functionality that you know the the official one doesn't. And now I must say that I'm pretty pretty. Um, I, I I like the Tweety for the iPhone. If they and matter yeah. or, or Twitter for the iPhone. And and um, I don't know. The, I mean, now the Osphora is beautiful on the iPad, and I don't think that if if Twitter comes out with Twitter for the iPad, I'll definitely give that a try. But I would probably still recommend Osphora HD for the iPad, uh, unless they can beat the UI experience. Yeah, because the, same same here. It is beautiful on the iPad, and not only that, but I want to say that I have experienced some major issues with my official Twitter for the iPhone in instances where Twitter's down. Like, for example, last night I sent out a Twitter message right after Eclipse, after we got out of the movie. And it was something that I definitely wanted to get out and get out immediately. And for whatever reason, it says, could not send message saved as a draft. I have experienced that a lot too with that app, but not anything else. And I just, until you said it, I didn't connect the two. Yeah, it, it is the, Twitter for the iPhone. It says saved as a draft. But my friends over at Twitter, hello, where have you saved it? Because it is nowhere. I go in and I just, I open up the app. I click on the compose menu. That's not saved there. I don't know of a place where I can go and find drafts. Yeah, um, there's a place you can find drafts. It, oh, where? Let uh, me show you where it is. If you right. go into Twitter for iPhone. I'm there and, now. And wait, it's queuing up here. Sure. Um, you go over to the three dots yep. over on the far right. Okay, I'm there. Oh, and there's my draft. Drafts right there. All right. And here's what I wrote. I can't believe that Eclipse was that awesome. Can't wait to review it on Twilight Saga podcast. And of course, I wanted to send out a link to twilightsagapodcast.com. Uh, because I had put the thing. And of course, I knew this was going to be a trending topic and it was going to be the perfect opportunity. But now that I know where the drafts are, now it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, see, I, I learned something today. But I would warn you that even if you went back into that draft and tried to send it again after they gave you the warning that it was sent to drafts, you'd still probably get the same, sorry, sent to drafts notice. Really? So you're probably almost better off using a different Twitter client if Twitter is really clogged well here's the situation though at least there would would i or would i not be able to go into that draft and copy it and paste it into a new message you could see that as long as 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 long as i have that ability yeah you know that that's what i need so so anyway yeah well hey let's talk a little more about this whole twitter being clogged thing okay let's talk about that because they still seem to be having trouble with that even though i think though not knowing anything about sports that the uh, world cup is over is that right i have no idea idea. did you see my twit vid last (laughs) night (laughs) yeah can i can i play that real quick because because i I, a bunch of people got a kick out of it let me go to twitter.com slash uh what's my username gspn and uh, i recorded this from the uh, iPhone's video camera, and I'm going down. Where is that twit vid? Here it is. I'm going to pull it up, and it's loading, and it's loading. Here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft here at PodcastAnswerMan.com and GSPN.TV. I am at the IMAX movie theater. Oh, and it's with my lovely wife at Full Time Mom and my daughter, Megs I Am. Hello, Megs I Am. No. We're sitting here talking about all of you folks out on Twitter who are Twitter haters. 
and you have never seen the movie. Twilight haters. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Twi- you Twitter Twilight haters. That's them. That's the people we're talking Your about. Your eyes look like werewolf eyes right now. Ooh. Just wanted to say. I got, I got my werewolf eyes yeah. going on. Anyway, uh, we're talking about you guys out there who are hating on Twilight. And you've never seen the movie, uh, which, by the way, if you've seen the movies and you hate Twilight, well, then okay. Maybe that's explainable. I agree with you. But anyway, if you've read the books... <laughs> You'd know better. So I'm just saying, if you don't know what you're talking about, stop talking why? about it. Stop talking about it. That's all up with this. I mean, we put up at we put up with the World Cup for goodness. Listen sake. here, retweet people. <laughs> we put up with the World Cup taking down Twitter. I mean, yeah. who plays soccer anyway? Your son. Oh wait, my son does. <laughs> anyway, I'm, all I'm saying. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, man. I actually edited that video on my iPhone because I actually said something that I thought would, you know, I've been harping way too much on the iPad thing, but uh, the win an iPad, but (laughs) (laughs) I I edited that part out of my video. Nice. But uh, so that was the very first time, by the way, I've ever used TwitVid and I'm not too happy with their service at all. Um, number one, the quality of TwitVid is very low. You heard there while I was playing it, the gosh, it's it's a, I mean, the playback is very, uh, ch- yeah, choppy. Yeah, and there's no ability like TwitPick. At least people can you know use their Twitter ID, sign in, and uh, and they can do some, uh, which call it, some commenting and stuff like that. Uh, TwitVid not very good. TwitVid not happy with. All right, so. Uh, I think probably what I'll do is I'll just... Well, I, but the thing is, is, I didn't want that to go to my YouTube channel. See, that was something that I didn't want to really put into the YouTube channel. Right. Uh, maybe from now on, maybe I'll I'll post that to f- those kind of little videos up to Facebook. Anyway, so... Yeah, because that because Facebook is now updated. The Facebook iPhone app, at least, will now play video on the iPhone. Exactly. So... All right. So, Eric, I'm sorry. So... This soccer thing is, and Winnie's telling us it's through July 11th. Aww. It's just that because we here in the United States aren't playing that maybe we, but anyway, I didn't know anything about this. World hey, Cup I, stuff. I, yeah, I'm not an elitist. I just didn't care about it at all. Right. So, there, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I guess it's still going on. So this is going to still be going on with the fail whale and everything. But ultimately, Twitter has said that they are slashing the API uh, rate limit, which means how how many t- how much time how often sorry that your Twitter client whatever you're using whether it's the web whether it's a phone whether it's a desktop client how often it can refresh itself um, and bring you new content or not hang when you're trying to send your own right they've slashed it down to from the minimum default of 350 down to 175 wow so. That is, that's crazy. And, you know, did, did we or did we not either cover the story? I know I saw it, but I thought we covered something about the fact that they were getting rid of the API they, limit. Yes, they did. That was about a month or so ago that they, and they, they actually had gone to that. And I think they just, they've scaled back, obviously, <laughs> which we've also covered uh, due to the World Cup, but they've had to scale back even further. I guess it's just been harder to deal with than they expected. But to be honest, even though it's been down more often recently than it, than in recent history with the past few months, it's still not as bad as it used to be. Oh, well, yeah, as, as bad as it used to be year, years ago. Yeah, back but, when, but yeah, it, back but, when it was fail well every half hour. But it is, a, I mean, these past two months have been 
absolutely horrendous when you compare yeah. it to all last year. Right. Because last year, the you know, all of 2009, it was pretty solid. And for the first half of this year, pretty solid. And now it's just like, oh my gosh, it's, 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 it's all, I think it's darn near close to what it was like back in the old days, just because I use it and rely on it so much more now. Right. Yeah. And, oh, actually, they're saying that it's the, the limit only applies to tweet read requests. There's no limit on tweets sent. Okay. So you can send all you want, but like you experience and I've experienced, sometimes you it's going to hang and you're going to have to yeah, have mean, it saved to just, a draft. But. Yeah. It, it, I mean, even, even if it's accepting unlimited number of incoming messages from you, uh, if Twitter's down, Twitter's down. Right. I, and and that's the pro I, I mean Twitter's just quote unquote been down you know over capacity um, fail whales and and all sorts of stuff so yeah. anyway all right so Facebook apps now ask for more sp- specific permissions please tell me about this okay well ultimately w- there's been the whole Facebook and privacy issues debacle that's been going on. Some people care, some people don't. We've covered this all before, but ultimately what's coming down the pipeline is is that apps on Facebook that are integrate that you install on your Facebook account are now going to be asking you for more specific permissions where it's either giving more access to your name, your profile picture, gender, networks, user ID, list of friends, things like that. Or your to be able to access your photos, your videos, access your friends' information, where it's your their birthdays, their photos, things like that. Um, that is so you're going to be able to have a more finite being able to check or uncheck for each specific application. Nice. So that way, they're hoping that that way people will then feel more free or or less hesitant to use some of these apps because it's not an all or nothing scenario. Right. Like for us, for example, if we wanted to play Zynga Poker, hurry up and get a Zynga Poker app out for the iPod or the iPad. Please, no doubt. Zynga. But uh, you could tweak your settings in Facebook to go play in Facebook and co- do it completely anonymous. And that would be awesome. Very cool. So, so good news. Good stuff. I haven't, you know, I haven't played um, with my iPhone Facebook, but I saw a Facebook update come through on on the iPhone recently. Yeah, I think it was just yesterday. Yeah, is it so. the I? I think it does the multitasking, yes. the persistent in the background stuff. And yeah. what does that allow? Does it just allow it to keep checking for new stuff and update your badges for you and and stuff yeah. like that while it's running in the background? Yeah, maybe keeps you open with chat or something. I, I don't know. I would yeah. I would assume that's what all that stuff does. Yeah. Very cool. Google planning its own uh, another brand new huge gigantic service <laughs> that will probably fail just like uh, Google Wave, just like Google Buzz. But now we're talking about Google Me. Yes. And this is still just a rumor. I did watch live uh, twit.tv, which is or This Week in Tech, which I don't usually do, but I installed the Twit app on my iPad and it I got to say very nice. It is very it's really, nice. It's really really awesome to sit there and watch that full screen on my iPad. I thought did you send out a tweet that you said you'd love to do that on Thursdays? <laughs> yes, I would. And then it's got I saw a bunch of retweets. So, thanks for the high expectations. No, it's just kidding. Oh, no. no. I never saw I, you comment, so I yeah. didn't expect it. No, I I would love to do an app just like that. And yeah. and uh, what I wanted, to, I mean, obviously, Leo's got connections and he's got money. Yeah. 
which is good good for him and and one day i'll i'll be in that position as well but right now what i'm looking for is i want to find the ability to have an html5 embedded live player and something that will have the ability to have the um chat room on uh, work on the uh, ipad which by the way over at a nunslife.org they're a cli- they're clients of mine a bunch of podcasting nuns they're absolutely wonderful uh, anyway, a nunslife.org. If you browse all the way and dig all the way into their website to the point where you can join their live show, you'll see that they're using a chat room called Chat Roll, R O L L. And I'm almost positive that, um, well, I'm positive that that chat room works great and even looks great on the I- iPad. I've been able to sign yeah, in. Yeah, you showed me that. I've been able to sign in and chat with the nuns while they're doing their podcast, which is kind of funny because I, I don't have any idea what they're saying because I don't hear any audio because it's all flash as far as their audio and video. Uh, but here I am interacting in their chat room with them, which is really cool. And so I know that chat roll will work um, in a, you know, both on the web and on the iPad. Now, uh, and, but, but it's, by the way, that's a paid for service. And uh, the other thing, though, is that as soon as I can find a service that will allow me to do the this live streaming video and audio um, in such a way that I can embed both audio and video on a website that's viewable on the iPad, I'm definitely going to go that route. Uh, but to have somebody create a Twit, uh, you know, just like the Twit podcasting uh, or the Twit Network's uh, iPad application... They've got some, well, they probably didn't pay very much because they've got so many people that just willing to do it for free. But not only that, but they're also sending out multiple different kinds of streams that right. makes all of that possible. And yeah. so, I, it, you know, hey. You'll get there. We're going to get there eventually. Yes. So cool. All right. So, so, um, so go- I was watching that. Google me. And, You're uh, watching this. Kevin Rose basically said, hey, I tweeted something, but then they, they, he didn't say who, but he said they made me take it down. Yeah. Some tweet he had mentioned about this Google me that ultimately it comes down to Google is saying internally that Google buzz was not enough, which obviously we could have told them and do partially to the way they rolled it out is my opinion and uh, that they really need to make it that they're making it more of a Facebook competitor than a Twitter competitor. I like that. So I I could see it happening, but you know, again, there's so many people already on Facebook. What is it going to take to get you to switch over? Because you're going to go still where most of your people are. Well, I can tell you, um, I mean, we can go back to the reasons why we thought buzz was amazing. Uh, and it is the ability to, you don't have to have an account to actually see the information. It's open, right. public, and available. You can create those custom URLs for each of your status updates, and you can have threaded conversations from that point forward and continue to go on. I mean, there. I mean, all you, all anyone would need to do is go back and listen to our Google Buzz episode, what however long ago that was, and listen to how why we were so excited, and of course why why are we no longer si- excited about Google Buzz today? And and it's the same concern we had back then, uh, which number the number one chief concern was that it's in our inbox, it's it's tied to our Gmail, 
Right. And m- many of us have Google Apps accounts and we want to be able to have access through that. But really, we don't. We don't want it to be in Gmail email client. We don't want it to be in Google Apps email client. We want to be able to log into a third party service called Google whatever and sign in and have access in a different place so that it doesn't intertwine within our email. Yeah. Give, give us the ability to bring it in as an option, but don't make us use our email for the service. That's what we didn't like. Yeah, l- allow us to opt in what we receive from that service into our inbox via notifications of some sort. Exactly. But let us tweak that to our preference. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, this is all hearsay. There's, there's, I mean, as as powerful as Kevin Rose may be and, and Leo yeah. and everybody else, it's still just a rumor. It, I th- you know, but I believe they are doing something. <laughs> I believe they have to do something. I mean, they've got this Google Buzz, and and you know, I don't use Google Buzz. No, I mean, I I don't. You know, I I, th- I think maybe my I set it up to where my Twitter is going out to it. So I'm not even positive of that, but I'm pretty sure they are. Does anybody know? I think it, well, if you set it up there originally and never changed it, it still is. Yeah, good. So, so I mean, I, I I matter of fact, gosh, I haven't signed. Let me go to gmail.com. I haven't signed into this in oh god it doesn't even have my have me logged in it's been so long so let me just sign into Google said <laughs> email hold on what is my password it's one two three four ah my Gmail's not working maybe I, oh I spelled it wrong Cliff E O T C there we go all right let's see if I have anything in my inbox three two. One and survey says there is one, two, three, four, five. I have okay since June second. All right, so it's been a month. Okay, all right. Since June second, I have one, two, three, four, five comments on Twitter updates that went to Buzz. So Wayne Henderson, I did uh, starting a full day of live podcasting. And Wayne Henderson says, go Cliff Glow. I can't wait to download and listen to the podcasts. So Wayne, thank you for that. I just now got that a month later. Um, <laughs> uh, tone, let's see here. My iPhone 4 is less than a mile from my house and is in a sorting a FedEx sorting facility. Tony DiLorenzo says, can you walk over there and get it tomorrow? <laughs> uh, using uh, And then he puts pound PABL. So that was June 22nd. Thank you, Tony, for that. Um, completed my fourth fi- 5K in a week. And Ann Trader says, wow, that's terrific. So thank you, Ann. Uh, <laughs> let me just get my my buzz <laughs> updates here just to reply to people. I can't believe that I finally had time to create this page, which is podcastanswerman.com slash products. And Dave says, Dave DeFore says, nice job. Uh, what Mike, let's see, what Mike, I, it's M-I-K. Anyway, what Mike were you using there? Also curious uh, about the light. Just got the ZI-8. As you know, it's a little weak. Uh, so Dave, if you happen to listen to Social Media Serenity, send me those emails into Podcast Answer Man for voice feedback and I'll answer them on the show. And then t- two YouTube videos. First one about thumbnails and then some other stuff. And and so Dave DeFore is actually sending me quite a few things. So Dave if you happen to be listening to this, I don't check Gmail in Google Buzz, so um, I will have to let him know that. Google Buzz <laughs> is kind of like Plurk. It, 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 matter of fact, <laughs> you don't check it. Matter of fact, th- speaking of Plurk, you must have read Mary's mind because here's a voicemail from Mary. Hi, this is Mary from my audio journal. 
Um, and I have a message for social media serenity. Cliff and I have been talking about this on Facebook, and I know he doesn't like Clark, um, but I can't live without Clark. Twitter, I can get direct messages. Facebook, I can get you know, messages sent by cell phone. But I hang out on Clark all the time. Um, and I know, I know, I know, I know you don't like it and everything, but, you know, I guess you just got to remember that something that doesn't fit you might fit someone else. Um, and that's, that's all my two cents. All right, Mary, thank you for your call. And we did, we had been having this conversation via, via Facebook. And so she, she's, you know, she, she misses what's going on in the world of GSPN because she's not getting those plurk updates anymore. And, and I used to be able to send plurk updates because I was using either hello txt or I was using ping.fm and, and stuff like that. I don't think Hootsuite does not interact with plurk, does it? Uh, not unless you're using the ping.fm on Hootsuite. Right. And so I mean, I haven't set that up. Um, maybe maybe I should, but the, but then again, I probably won't. And here's the reason why is because I've I finally I used to use all this hello txt. I used to use um uh Hootsuite. I used to use ping.fm to send it out to multiple services all at the same time. But eventually, I just got tired of all these applications that come out for the iPhone and the iPad that don't have Facebook integration, that don't have ping.fm integration. And so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to set up all of these other services to pull my Twitter messages. So LinkedIn, I set LinkedIn to go check my Twitter. And every time I post a Twitter message, it goes to LinkedIn. I set Facebook to check my Twitter. And so every time I post a message on Twitter, it goes to Facebook. I set up Buzz so that Buzz, every time Buzz gets a, 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 an out of Twitter, it goes to Buzz. And I can't do that with Plurk. Right. Plurk does not allow. Plurk allows you to actually use Plurk to send out your status updates and send them to Twitter. But that's not what I'm interested in. And Twitter is the, is, the, is the main place where I use. But at the same time, and for those who are listening to this for your businesses, I, you know, it, it's, it is a very frustrating thing for your community to, to live their life in a social networking service that they love a whole lot more than Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff. And I'll tell you, the folks who use Plurk are passionate about Plurk. And, and, and rightfully so. That's what they like. That's, what, that's how they choose to interact. But there are two things that keep me... I have no ability to easily syndicate my status updates to Plurk from my iPhone. I have I would have to actually use multiple different services. Right. And so and I'm and I just don't have the time f- to do that unfortunately. The other thing is is that as far as I know there's no way for me to be notified by text message or email either one if somebody leaves me a comment on a Plurk message that has been syndicated over. So those two things keep me from having anything to do with Plurk. Um, and, and the same thing, Google uh, Buzz, there is absolutely no notification whatsoever. That uh, I just read off five different Plurk com- or Buzz comments. There was no way that it notified me in my inbox 
Because you're using Google Apps because and not I, Gmail. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So chances are, um, th- th- that's how I feel about these services. They, you know, Twitter is you, you love it, hate it, whatever. Twitter is the 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 service of my choice, and Facebook is second in line. And those two work extremely well. And if I had a third choice, LinkedIn would be it. If I had more time, and eventually, I imagine I will get into some LinkedIn stuff. Uh, it'll be my third. place of choice and i would actually syndicate all of my stuff out to all the other services if they would actually pull my updates from twitter and i would actually comment back on all those comments that you leave if your service like facebook will email me and like linkedin will email me every time somebody leaves me a comment and that way it alerts me to go and participate in the conversation yeah it throws it back into your workflow exactly and and so I you know that that those are my thoughts those are my feelings on that. I agree. I and, think I I've not thought about it this way before but I think you've touched on the, that main point of why we like Twitter so much. It's because it's ubiquitous. It's which is a big word for saying it's everywhere. Yeah. It, so it's where you want to be. Yes. <laughs> it's the other white wait no. It's the Never other mind. white meat. <laughs> Twitter's like the that. other white meat. So here's here's the other thing I was going to say, and I, I I just lost it. So never mind. We'll move on. All right. Yeah, I think did I did I lose it? Yeah, I, I think I, I think did. you did because yeah. I didn't know where you were going to go. I know. I but anyway, if it comes back, which it probably won't. We like Twitter so much because uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So. Oh no, I do. Uh, thank you. I knew I, that would charge your memory. Thank you. Okay. And Mary, um, see, the thing is, Mary can't get to Twitter at work. That's her issue. But it sounds to me like she's getting status updates or some kind of updates via SMS to her to her phone. I don't know if it's an iPhone or not. It doesn't matter. But she's getting SMS updates from her phone on from Facebook. She's also saying that she gets direct messages from Twitter via SMS on her phone. If it is extreme, if it's something you de- you really want to keep informed of everything that's going on here at GSPN, then from home, go to GSP or twitter.com slash GSPN and click the little option to turn mobile notifications on. And so th- th- what will happen is every time I send out a Twitter update, it will send you a text message and then you'll be completely in the know of what's going on with GSPN. Just make sure you've got texting. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. But yeah, you you will get yeah standard text rates do apply. <laughs> See site for details. See site for details. All right. So what else do we have? Effect of social media on the brain. Yes, this was the article that Winnie uh, posted in the GSPN forum, and it is the and I was I started reading it. and I'm like, wait a sec, this seems familiar. And then I realized I had the magazine, the Fast Company magazine that this was in, although it seems more like a Wired article to me. But anyway, it is this guy has done different tests of a chemical in our brains that is manufactured when we are uh, happy or in we our, our trust is increasing. And it's called oxytocin, not to be confused with oxycotton. That's the painkiller. <laughs> oxytocin. Yes. And goes through and does some different testing. And like they, they measure how much it's gone up through different members of the wedding party at a wedding and then compared that to um, being asked to give 
after seeing an emotional video, different scenarios like that. But the thing that really the, – the ending of the article, the last page of the article is all about how they took his blood. He, tw- he used Twitter for 10 minutes and then they tested his blood again. And then six weeks later, they had the results and this oxytocin had gone up 13.6% in his blood. Okay. Is this good or bad? Well, here's the th- <laughs> you could you could probably say both, but I think it's more just about being aware of the fact that what they're saying is that that con- that that and other studies have concluded that um your brain is wired in the way that when you're interacting online, your brain sees it as almost the same as face-to-face interaction. Okay. So you tweeting out to these quote-unquote fake people out there on the internet, as some people have said, is not fake. It's real. Like you, I mean, and, and that's the danger as well as the benefit is you can connect with communities, but also you can be, you know, maybe duped by something. Hmm. Ultimately, what I'm seeing here is that you are – oh, here's the part. I was looking for the part in the article. Um, you remember how I did the social media fast uh, a couple weeks ago for a week? And what they're saying here is that a lot of people, when they use all these social networking sites very often, they become addicted. But, but part of the addiction for them is the actual human content you – know, not literally, but – and not tangibly, but their brain thinks it is that it's connection with other people and that that is what they are with getting a withdrawal symptom from when they pull back. And I got to say, I agree. Like I did not really have contact with a bunch of my friends that are online friends through that week. And I missed them. Yeah. And it wasn't the technology. It was the contact. Yes. And this is reinforcing that and saying that. So, I like that. I know there's another there's another point in here that I was looking to see here. Let's see. And so, one while I'm looking for it, one of the other things that they said is, so couldn't you just like in a department store spray the oxytocin in the air and have it soak into people and and have them start to trust your company more? No, not really, because one, it'd have to be such a large dose to be uh ingested or you know in in whatever incorporated into your your system as well as it takes time for it to become incorporated like one of the things they had to do was they literally had to uh have him snort like 40 drops of the stuff and then sit there for about an hour while he watched a video for it to really take right so but they said that uh, to go back to the example where he tweeted for 10 minutes and they, they took his blood before and after, that 13.6% was a direct correlation to the same uh, results they found in the blood of a wedding they went to and what the amount that the groom's oxytocin went up through the process of the wedding day. So basically connecting with people online through tools like Facebook, Twitter, and whatever, and Plurk, and Buzz, and all those other things, is right. just as 
valuable to our minds as being connected with people face to face. Is is that the summary of the article? That that is the gist of the article. Yes, I love it because I and and I totally am all for that because that for me it's not always about the technology. It is about the relationships. And yeah, and, it's. The technology has enabled us to have these relationships, meet people we would never have met. Yeah, and 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 I'll be honest with you, I think that I have deeper, well, I don't think, I know for a fact that I have deeper, more meaningful relationships with people I know through social media than I do people I've known my entire life and just grown up with face-to-face, went to school for 12 years, whatever the case may be. I have more deeper, meaningful relationships with people I've met through social media because of how much we share with one another and how frequently we are in, we're on top of mind. So, yeah. Very I, cool I article. We'll put a, by the way, the, the folks in the chat room are asking, uh, there's a link to that. I just went ahead and uh, threw that in. That's from fastcompany.com, right? Yes. Yeah. So the, I put the link in the chat room. And of course, uh, there'll be links on the show notes over at socialmediaserenity.com. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, actually, no, wait, we've got one more question. Uh, do you have time for one more question? Sure. All right. Let's go ahead and take one more question or comment from Andy Traub. And then I want to actually promote one of my digital training products that I just created. So here we go. Hey, Cliff and friends. This is Andy Traub of Business Tech Weekly and andytraub.com. Cliff, I have a, uh, just a comment for Social Media Serenity and also about the church. Uh, it is uh, just a couple thoughts on an article called The Blessings of the New Media by a guy named Ed Stetzer, and I'll uh, send you the link so you can include it in the show notes. But the whole premise of the article is that social media is becoming the best way for church members to connect with one another uh, and specifically um, Christians as we seek to build community. And I want to just mention a few things in the article that I think are pretty awesome, and then you can run with it. Um, but one of the first is that they talk about the bulletin or worship guide uh, is, you know, it's still relevant, but that it's usually used as a distraction in services, and it's usually left in a person's Bible, or it's left in the pew uh, or in the chair or whatever. And, you know, he mentions that when you get an email in your inbox or to your phone, uh, that one, it interrupts you in your day, so it's more likely to get to you, and two, uh, that it can easily be passed on to others, unlike a bulletin. You know, I don't know I've ever passed on a bulletin to someone else. And then the other one I thought was really interesting, and there's a ton of options, or a ton of points in here, but it's that social media allows better introductions. And and they says, I quote, uh, people who use social networking choose to share more of themselves. And so I just think that that's, pretty cool idea. I never really thought about that. It's true. When you meet someone on social media, you can find out a lot more about them because that's the whole nature of social media, to be social, to, to share more about yourself. So I uh, would love your thoughts on how that fits in uh, in regards to about the church and also social media serenity. Um, keep up the great work, and um, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye. I, well, I think that fits exactly what we were just saying. Yeah, that's exactly what we were just saying. I think that fits in perfectly, Andy. And uh and, and, and I do. I, I the folks that I know through my church that I also know through social media, again, deeper, more meaningful relationships. So there we Same go. Same here. Anything else you want to share before I, I go on my little uh 
my little infomercial, my little one minute infomercial? Um, hey, if anybody's interested, I'm I'm posting week two of my week two with the iPad. Uh, I, I promised I would report on that and kind of see, you know, give reports up back on that. It's over on my blog at ericjfisher.com. And that's Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R.com. So I'm taking a look at it now. Is it a uh, like written blog post? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's written. I just need to post it later today. So nice. So check that out. And it, are you still using Tumblr? Is that right? I am. I like it. Very cool. Hey, hey, whatever works for you, man. So one week yeah. social media fast results. There's a week one with my iPad results. Uh, and you're going to do week two. So very cool. I'm glad uh, that you are doing that. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add that to my Google Reader so that I can keep up with you. All right. Well, um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to promote something that I created uh, primarily for podcasters, but for those of you who are listening week after week after week after week to Social Media uh, Serenity, you might be interested in a product that I did. It's called Social Media 101. It is a two-hour... Uh, let's see here. Two-hour video training product broken up into five 20-to-30-minute sessions. In this training, I share how I've used social... I'm reading this, by the way. In this, <laughs> in this training, I share how I have used social media to build my brand and to build a community with those who listen to my podcasts. There are far too many items to uh, covered in this product for me to list here. However, I'm going to give you just a hint of what's included. How did I build my audience? How did I promote my brand online? What is community and how do we build it? What's the importance of owning your own home on the web? Why I chose WordPress for my home on the web? Why do I use audio podcasting versus video podcasting? How do I build relationships with the use of email and voicemail hotline? Uh, How live shows with the chat room can help foster community? When to add online discussion forums, forums and when not to? the value of comments on your blog, how I join the conversation, how and why I use Twitter, how and why I use Facebook, and how I promote my social media profiles online. And I'm not kidding when I say there's much, much more. So again, that's uh, if you want to check that out, just go to podcastanswerman.com. And on the right-hand side, there's a big red-orange logo that says Social Media 101. You click on that, and it'll take you right there. Anyway, that's going to do it for Social Media Serenity. Eric, where can they find you on Twitter, my friend? Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. All right. Everybody check him out over there. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash G-S-P-N. And not to mention the fact I'm doing a lot of YouTubing stuff, which, by the way, if you just go to gspn.tv slash YouTube, it'll forward you right over to my channel. You can subscribe to that. I'm having lots of fun with YouTube. Have you ever played around with YouTube, Eric? I have. I'm actually planning to make some more videos soon. Very cool. Anyway, folks, we will catch you again next week. And we record live every Thursday at 930 in the morning. Come check us out, gspn.tv slash live. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, join the community. Mm